Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. Step inside the farm and get to know some of the top prospects in the system. Through exclusive interviews, you can listen to our prospects reflect on their season and goals, share stories, and learn a little bit about who they are away from the diamond. Welcome to the Mets Farm Report podcast. I'm your host, Alan Suriel. And today I'm joined by left-handed pitching prospect, David Peterson. David, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me on. So we're just going to get right into it. The 2019 season, it marked your first full season with one team. How did you find yourself developing as a pitcher throughout your season with the Rumble Ponies? I felt like this year was um, a huge year for me in terms of development. I felt like I started off the year, a couple good starts and then a bad start. And it was a little rocky at the beginning, but I think once once I really started to, to dig down and kind of just stick to who I am as a pitcher and keep continuing to do my work every week, uh, saw the success start to come. So it was a, a big learning year for me and definitely a beneficial one. You said that you were developing a lot as a pitcher. Did you take any of that into the Arizona Fall League going into it? And did you feel like there was a difference in, in your stuff at that point? Yeah, I just I, I tried to keep it rolling. Um, from the end of the season, I felt like I finished the season strong and just tried to keep that confidence and momentum going uh as i went out to arizona and um participated in the fall league yeah and like and you did put up a career high in strikeouts you did have those what do you think kind of worked for you best there and and what contributed to to your spike in strikeouts i think just the utilization of of my pitches and um this year we worked a lot on getting my slider percentage up because it's my biggest swing and miss pitch so we worked a lot on getting that usage up along with complementing my fastball two seam and four seam and then being able to mix in the changeup and curveball when we needed to i think just being able to have four pitches to throw at a team and keep them off balance was a big reason for the spike in the strikeouts yeah and and you talk about your you talk about your slider and scouts talk about your slider so much how how did you manage to to develop that pitch was it something that you developed it as a professional or was it or was it a pitch that you kind of always had a feel for it since, since you started throwing it it's been something that i've always sort of had a feel for it was a big pitch for me in college and it just has it's continued to be a really solid pitch for me to get swing and misses both lefties and righties yeah for sure and you talk about college you went you went to oregon but before that you did get drafted out of high school and then but you but you decided to pass up on that opportunity and signing as, as a professional there you went to Oregon for three years. How did that help you? And kind of what experiences did you did you face there that that helped you as a as a professional? Well, I think uh, just the the level of competition that was in the pack. It was 
very pitching dominant and I felt like there was a reason for that um just being able to face those teams and I think coming out of my junior year having the success that I did it kind of just gave me that boost of confidence to when I came into pro ball and then obviously just since I've gotten in the system really working on developing my pitches and polishing my stuff along with working with all the coaches on what it's going to take to get to the big leagues yeah for sure and you talk about getting to the big leagues we we've been hearing your name a lot the last the last couple of months about maybe you being a an early contributor to the team in 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 2020 is it something that you kind of don't want to think about too much or or kind of what's your mindset going into it this offseason and going into next spring training yeah i mean my goal is is to be in the big leagues and my goal is to break with the team if that happens then that happens if it's later on during the year then the the biggest thing for me is what i can control is coming into spring training ready to to fight for a job and make it really tough on the front office to make a decision so that's kind of what i'm focused on i'm not going to put added pressure on myself and and say i need to do this or i need to do that but my goal is to be in the big leagues and so I'm going to prepare and, and get myself as ready as I can be for spring training and, and go out there and try and win a job. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. And I, I know you got married recently, so I just wanted to say congratulations on, on that end. Thank so, you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. So um, what do you think is what's what's more pressure packed for you? Was it that day that you were getting married or was it like your first college start or your first professional start? What what where do you have the, the most pressure? Uh, I think it's. It was a little different. Um, the emotions of, of both of those situations are a little different. So I can't really say one or the other. I think there's in both situations, there's a level of excitement that comes with nerves. But I think in both situations, once things started to get rolling, kind of like before your first start or your, a big start, you can get those nerves and get excited. But once the day starts to go, it, it was uh, just really fun and everything went well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so what's how's how's this off season any different now as a married man for you uh i mean not much changes i'm uh just getting prepared for spring training and uh, my wife obviously has her job and so there's not a whole lot in, in the everyday life that changes for us but yeah like i said i'm focused on my off-season training and, and being able to come in in february and show the coaches in the front office what i've got yeah definitely and now we can kind of transition away from like the more serious baseball talk and and i a question for you, if you could face any big league hitter in the game right now, who would it be and why? I don't know. I don't know that, there, that there's one. I think uh, I kind of look forward and as a rookie being a pitcher that all the teams that we play throughout the year and all the different teams that you get to start against, you get to face guys that maybe as you're growing up or even as you're coming through the minor leagues, you watch big league games and, and you watch the Mets pitchers face these lineups and then you kind of are now at that point where you're the one on the mound facing that lineup so it's kind of I think that would be the the coolest thing is seeing I don't know that there's one hitter that I want to face but being able to face all these different lineups and how you go about it and how you approach each lineup differently I think is a challenge that kind of excites me and, and one that I want to embrace yeah definitely definitely and we know you've obviously probably been playing baseball for a really long time. Did you have any influences, whether it was family members or even players that you saw that were that were kind of where you kind of gotten where you kind of got some inspiration from them? Like that's how you kind of wanted to be when you when you grew up. Uh, yeah, when I was younger in life, I I always looked up at. Derek Jeter and the way that he played and just the consistency to his game. You always knew what you were going to get. Very even keeled. And I think that's that's one reason he had so much success is just and why he was the captain of the Yankees. Yeah. 
just the consistency. Like, I feel like everyone could see it. You knew exactly what you're getting out of him when he showed up to the ballpark every day. So that's a guy that I look up to. And then as I've gotten more serious in my baseball career, playing division one, and then obviously coming into pro ball, there's not really one person that I watch, but I try and watch whoever's at the top of the game, whoever's having the most success, whether it's a lefty or a righty. What do they do? How do they game plan? How do they attack certain hitters right on right, left on left? Um, and kind of how they use their best pitcher, best two pitches, along with the other two pitches that they might have or things like that are kind of what I look at. Okay, I got you on that one. So two more questions. First, we obviously hear a bunch of stories about these minor, like the minor league traveling and, and the living situations with four or five roommates and all that type of stuff. Do you have any interesting stories at all and kind of like any funny stories that you've kind of encountered throughout your time? I mean, there's definitely been stories. There's there's always, every year, there's a house that has uh, way more guys than there are bedrooms. And especially when when guys go down and they, they keep players of the teams and they and you have to add someone to the roster, there's, there's never enough room. So I think we had a... I want to say it was a six-bedroom house this year in Binghamton, and at one point we had eight or nine guys in there. Um, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it just—I mean, there. It's the hard part is when you're if you're a guy that's going up and down, or you kind of have that movement throughout the roster, and the the bedrooms start to become a revolving door in in houses. So, yeah, that's that was one of the things this year that we had going on. Gotcha. And the last question for you: If there's one thing that you want Mets fans to know about you as a pitcher as a person, what is it? I think the biggest thing is just my desire to win and, and the competitor that I am, whether I'm feeling good or bad or, or whatever. Physically, it's for me, it's always whatever I have in me, go out there and, and give the team the best chance to win. And that's just, I think that's the competitive spirit that I have and hate losing and love winning. And I think uh, there's a bright future. I think we saw a lot of it in it at City Field this year with the guys that came up and the guys that made an impact in the lineup. And I think there's more to come. I think there's guys in the minor leagues that are going to be <clears throat> beneficial part to the big league roster at some point in, their, in the near future. And so I think that's the biggest thing for me is I just want them to know that I'm a competitor. And when I go out there, I'm going to give it everything that I have that day. Well, there it is. Uh, David, thank you for your time today. We appreciate you. Uh, best of luck going forward, and, and we hope to see you up here soon. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to join us next time on the Mets Farm Report podcast. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.